0: Hey, Storm Freaks, it's Phil. It's already been a whale of a storm season, and we have storm chaser Jordan Hall in the studio to cover his adventures.
1: Honestly, I think if there weren't storm chasers there, it could have even been worse. And a lot of the community was just excited that somebody was there to talk to them and help them and at least do something.
0: And there's a plethora of hashtag weather fools, as well as a surprise guest on our wasted weather clip. It's all on episode 182. Of the Storm Front Freaks Podcast.
2: Going green. Greenage. Saddle up. You gotta boss.
0: Hey, welcome to the most entertaining weather podcast. This is the award winning Stormfront Freaks podcast, and it's brought to you by the Drive Weather app. Tell you what, with all these storms and extreme weather we've got going around the country, you don't want to drive through it, uh, maybe unless you're Jordan. But uh, they've got over 500,000 downloads now. The Drive Weather app, what it does is it illustrates the National Weather Service's forecast, showing motorists the weather right along their route. At the expected time that they're going to reach each point on their road trip. It's so cool. You can download it for Android or iPhone and visit driveweatherapp.com. Thanks to all of our Patreon members uh, and teammates. We love you guys. Thanks for supporting the show. Uh, Wanted to check to see who we've... uh, I know we got Garrett, uh, one of our VIPs here in the studio. Looks like Curtis uh, is chiming in on the chat. Uh, so thanks all of you that, that are part of that. And I also want to uh, say a big thank you to everyone for coming along with us because we just crossed, um, uh, like a week ago, just crossed the 250,000 audio downloads barrier. And we did it at light speed. Like we went flying through it. We're we're now at almost 255,000 downloads in, in like a week. So thank everybody for doing that. Uh, we've been consistently now in the Top 10 Natural Science Podcasts. Not only in the U.S. but also in Canada and other countries as well. So, so we appreciate you guys uh, uh, tuning in and listening. And of course, probably part of the reason is it's always happy hour yeah. when we when we record the show. Uh, it's a great way for us to let you know who's uh, who's on the show tonight. As far as our co-hosts, uh, put a put a, a a voice to the name. But uh, find out what they're drinking. Let you know we're here to, here to have a good time as well. So I'm going to start up in Minnesota with Mark MJ Johnson, our producer and Skywarden coordinator. What are you drinking, MJ? Well, tonight uh, I'm, I'm cutting back
3: just a little bit. So tonight I'm <laughs> having, actually, I am, I'm having an Izzy sparkling blackberry. It's non alcoholic, sorry. Oh, joining Jen. It, huh? for,
4: yeah. yeah, I love it.
0: <laughs> wow. I'm a little disappointed actually. Yeah, you <laughs> should you should
3: be. <laughs> please please do be. Yes, please
0: That's good. All right. Mark Maz Masaro, our former on camera meteorologist. Maz, what uh what do you got? It, oh jeez. Can't even see it. It's you, it's
2: a liney summer shandy. It's summer somewhere. Yes. So it looks good. It should
0: be. There it's it good. is. You can see it now. Like we it had summer. decent weather today. It wasn't too bad. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh Jen Watson, our contributing meteorologist at the Weather Channel. Jen, uh, what, what Maybe. water or hot chocolate? What, what no, do we this got? Is
4: that, this is water with a little emergency in it, like vitamins.
0: Ooh. Wow. You're <laughs> like walking walk the edge. Walking the line. I'm a little
5: That's, tired. So.
0: Not bad. All That's right, uh, Greg Johnson, our storm chaser photographer up in Canada. What do uh, what you got tonight, Greg?
5: Well, all the way from Arkansas, I've got uh, <laughs> Screwball Peanut Butter Whiskey right oh, here. No. And it Uh-oh. is awesome on, on oh, the rocks it's it's kind of nice so I'm, I'm, on know. the rocks
1: i need to be where greg's at Yeah, yeah. That is <laughs> <laughs> i've had that before and it's
4: <laughs> delicious mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: very good all right maz uh it's time to get to our guest awesome we've got jordan hall tonight with a
2: storm chaser and multimedia journalist with severe studios jordan he started storm chasing back in 2016 now this year He's been on several strong tornadoes, including Rolling Fork, Mississippi, Norman, Oklahoma, and Lewiston, Illinois. Now, he's currently working on a project named Project Hummingbird, where he cinem- cinematically orbits around the tornado. That that sounds crazy. But before we get to that, I got to know, Jordan, so out of all these, these huge tornadoes, which is the one that like had the biggest impact on you?
1: It would definitely be Rolling Fork um, this last month of March. Yeah. Rolling Fork Tell us for more. sure. Tell us yeah, like, so, why, why, Jordan? Like so, yeah, We all course. know
5: about what what went yeah. down, but why was it b- a big deal for you?
1: Uh, well, you know, so I've been chasing for a little while now and seen numerous strong tornadoes, but going into Rolling Fork that night, being one of the first people there with my buddy Aaron Rigsby, um, seeing just the pure devastation that it did uh, was a really humbling experience on top of it. and doing search and rescue and so when you get, kind of see that stuff firsthand uh and it really sticks with you um it's just especially the last time i did that was the uh december 10th outbreak at night in arkansas as well so big nights like that usually stick with me and kind of go a long way and then you see it in the morning and it's just it kind of wakes you up
0: so that that night where were you at Jordan, I mean, what when, <clears throat> when you decided to to stop and stop the chase and start search and rescue, where where were you? And then you know, what what's the first thing you came upon?
1: Yeah, so I was actually uh, we were just about a half a mile south of Rolling Fork uh, when, and the rain had actually came around that tornado, so I couldn't see it anymore. And I was trying to base off radar and figure out where it was at, and I could hear it. And that was just the decision we made. We're like, we're we're bailing. We're bailing south. I don't want to be here if I can't see it anymore. And we bailed south about two miles and heard it pass to our north and then came up right behind it. And it was uh, Aaron Rigsby was in front of me and he had the light bars on his car. And the second he flipped the light bars on in town, I just saw debarked trees. And there was a couple buildings there that you could tell were there before that were just nothing but concrete slabs and uh, you could smell gas and that's. That was it, that was the end of the chase. It was instantly get in the trunk, get the flashlight. I actually used the water bottle, the Stormfront Freaks water bottle with the safety kit. That was the first thing I grabbed out of the back.
4: Wow. And
1: um, ran in there with Aaron Rigsby and we ended up pulling a family. At the first house we came on, they're screaming for help. It was a trailer house that was still somehow intact. And we pulled a family out of there which ended up being the uh, chief of police. And it was crazy because we pulled him out And he instantly kicked in the search and rescue mode as well and started going to pull other people out. So everybody was just helping everybody.
5: And Jordan, was there any moment where you felt uh, like you shouldn't be there? Like, did anybody make you feel like, you know, these damn storm chasers? Like, you know, like, or was was it all a positive experience in terms of people's reaction?
1: You know, I never had a feeling of like we weren't supposed to be there uh, because what was crazy is that the first and rescue and first, uh, first responders were actually so delayed getting there just because it was in such an odd spot that your storm chasers, which there were a lot of us there, a lot of people came flying in, your storm chasers were your first on scene and were able to help people. So. Honestly, I think if there weren't storm chasers there, it could have even been worse. And a lot of the community was just excited that somebody was there to talk to them and help them and at least do something.
5: Yeah, I think that's a story that needs to be told because, you know, we tend to get a bad rap, Mm -hmm. um, you know, being chasers, uh, so to speak. But uh, I I had heard that from a few other people, I think maybe even from Aaron, and it sounds uh, like it was a pretty important moment for you from a personal standpoint, too yeah absolutely and
1: I wouldn't have been able to do anything without Aaron or Max Olson or any of my other friends or other storm chasers that I saw there too, because if I needed help pulling something, there was always another person there to help pull it, or if they needed help, I was there to help them so I think in those moments it kind of any opinions you had for anybody or any other anything you felt before is gone because you're just you're you're in a situation where the only thing that matters is making sure everybody's okay so hey Jordan, Jordan. if you
2: think back. If you think, I'm sorry, I was gonna say, if you think back to you, the first search and rescue that, you know, storm chasing ended up turning into search and rescue, and if you could think back to when that was, how better prepared were you this time? Like, what's all the things you're like that you've learned along the way? Oh, when I go out this time, you know, how is that different from the first
1: time? Um, so... Mine's a little mine's a little different and tricky because I was actually a first responder for six years. So I was kind of trained in to go on some of that stuff. But I have learned there's some big things I did learn compared to like going in on December 10th versus rolling fork. Um and then one of those big things is take a second to like analyze what you're doing and what you're going into instead of just running straight in um because that can tend end up getting you hurt. You could step on something. Um, trip over a power line that might still be live. So I think the biggest thing for me was get in the car and make sure I have a flashlight and I have a first aid kit with me because I don't want to run in there and then not be prepared for whatever I do come across. So I think the most important thing that I did learn was just take 10 seconds to make sure, like to think before you just run in there, just to get a normal thought through your head, get the adrenaline out instantly, and then just make a calculated decision. Yeah.
4: I think that's one of the smartest things you can do. And um, Phil and I heard that when we were at the National Storm Chaser Summit uh, with the doctor that was there talking about that. So um, Jordan, I think that's incredible. And I want to get to the beginning of like your first storm chase, which was 2016, I think. How did you get into storm chasing? When did that actually start for you?
1: Uh, So I actually got obsessed with tornadoes since I was like probably like three years old. My grandma had this old desktop computer. And I would just get on it. And she, I don't know how many viruses she ended up getting for me looking up tornado <laughs> pictures on Google. Like, just any link I could find that take me to tornadoes back in the day. I was like, let's go. I'm going to. Okay. <laughs> yeah. and, um, and then I was watching Twister on VHS, too. And obviously, I mean, that's a lot of people's inspiration. Yeah. Uh, but Twister kind of got me in. And then I hailed out my first vehicle when I, uh, within, like, six months of getting my driver's license uh, in Baker, <laughs> Montana, and then it just never really stopped. I uh, reason I started in 2016 was because I went to college and nobody could tell me I couldn't do it. And uh, so me and I, one of my best friends in college, we just decided one day we wanted to go do it, and I uh, started skipping. I'd skip class, and we'd drive down to Kansas and chase and come back, and then just catch back up. And it was just kind of how it panned out. And then I full started full time chasing when I left the engagement in 2021 in November. So.
4: Okay, so that's like your full-time job now is basically going out and chasing.
1: And- Finally, yes. <laughs>
4: <laughs> now, do you have like a set, you know, amount of chase partners? Like what's your preference when it go- comes to chasing?
1: You know, I actually really enjoy being by myself or having one other person with me. Uh, I, I've been solo for like the last half a year and then I met my now beautiful girlfriend and she is my chase partner. And it's actually awesome cause she's a meteorology major at OU. And uh, so we both have weather in our in our minds all the time and she can read radar really well. So having somebody else in the car I've noticed is really helpful cause then I don't have to do everything. Like I felt like I'd have to do by yourself. So. Um, but try not to get too many people, because then it can get a little crazy.
5: <laughs> Jordan, talk to us about your project, uh, which I can't even wrap my head around what it means. <laughs> yeah. About uh, getting a camera or cinematically, you call it cinematically orbiting a tornado.
1: Yeah, okay. <laughs> I can. Yeah, unload
5: so, it, buddy. Let's. I'm gonna. Hear I'm it.
1: gonna unload it. So the kind of co- is. Contrary to my last statement, if I do Project Hummingbird, which I do plan on doing, I have to have more than two people in the car, I have to have somebody driving. Um, So, the goal is I enjoy getting close range tornado video, like just kind of right up there, right in front of me, crossing the road. And I wanted to add another element to that. So, while being able to capture that shot, I plan on being, I plan on sitting in the passenger seat with uh, VR goggles on with a drone uh orbiting with i have a racing drone but cinematically not the fast swooping shots but flying it cinematically around the outer circulation and capturing the car next to the tornado as it's crossing the road and cinematically flying around that tornado at the same time and getting the aerial perspective as well
2: now what do you envision i mean are we talking it's a mile wide you know and you're yeah you gotta be
1: very picky so i'm waiting for that um that rope, that skinny rope or your stout stovepipe out there and flat terrain. You got to be, I mean, it really comes down to like looking at it and analyzing before I launch it. Cause I mean, if it's a grungy, ugly storm, ugly tornado, I don't, I don't really have a lot. It's hard for me to do that, especially in Dixie Alley when they're moving 60 miles an hour. So my window for being able to pull that projects off is kind of coming up here in April. And when you get those slower moving storms without, the trees and it's out here in like West Texas and Kansas. So, um, coming into that window, I almost successfully pulled it off last year, except the tornado didn't fully condense to the ground. Like I wish it would have. So, and it actually pulled the drone into the tornado and it spit it back out and I flew it back to the car. So it was was pretty cool. Yeah. I got some video. You can see the individual suction vortices going across the field, like five different ones and rolling some hay bales and then it like spit the drone back out and i flew it back. it's that drone i have though can go over 100 miles an hour so i think that helped a lot. but that's incredible.
0: So what uh, i i, I want to know this quick jen sorry uh, because yeah. i want to cover the i want to know jordan what defines this as a project? Right. <laughs> because Fair. i i i, I want to know because there's a bunch of that i might be able to call projects now i'm i'm liking your
1: your (laughs) yes yeah i think i call it a project because it's not i mean there's a lot of moving parts to it and i really have to like put it together i mean it's a lot of people it's i really i can't just go out there and wing it you know it's just not going to work so i really have to take time and plan it out and it's kind of like put it together i mean but Let's be real here. If I had, like, a set of Legos, I'd kind of call that a project. So i got to put that together.
0: <laughs> hey, so. I, I can buy into that. I can so, totally I mean, buy into that. Yes. No, that that's actually <laughs> legit. Because you're, you're right. There's a thought process involved in this, and you've got to have certain, you know, situations and certain criteria to, to make it work. And uh, I, can, I can totally buy into that. Jen, I, I think I interrupted you. I apologize.
4: No, it's totally okay. I wanted to ask a question about the drone flying. And so, like, obviously how much practice have you had to do? Cause I'm assuming when you're flying a drone around a tornado or attempting to do it around a storm, you've got it like trying to be pulled into the tornado, like you just said and everything else. So is there any tips you have or how long has it taken you to actually practice?
1: So uh, I do a lot of flying with like my uh, air 2s, which can handle like 50, 40 mile an hour wind. So That one, I do a lot of manual flying when I do damage, but when it came to the racing drone that I fly, uh, I actually wrecked it the first day I got it. I flew it right into the side of the building at 80, because I thought I'd know how to fly it in manual mode right away, and it's completely different. Um, So flying it is really, really difficult. That was a whole obstacle I had to uh, take on myself, and it's still a little wonky, but I think going into it, um, that's when I have to kind of be careful and know my situation on when I actually want to launch it. Cause I don't want to launch it anywhere close to like a town because then I have the risk of it getting caught into the tornado and then flung into somebody's house possibly. And I don't really want to deal with it hitting anybody's stuff. I, if it's going to, if I'm going to lose it, I want it to get thrown into a field or thrown somewhere. I'm not worried about it hitting somebody's property too, but, uh practicing i do practice a lot on like some of these supercells like west texas the other day you had inflow cranking into that thing like 60 mile an hour so it's a good time to throw a drone up and see if it's gonna handle it or not so some of those situations i'm like you know i'll throw it up and see if i can do it and you know the more practice you get
5: how, how much has uh i mean i think we've all seen the incredible drone footage that's come out over the last I'm going to say two chase seasons, right? Like it's really, yes. really, really exploded over the last couple of years and, and some really incredible footage, right? Like, uh, mm-hmm. um, is, is the old storm chaser method of, of shooting dash cam video through the windshield of your truck, is, are those days over, do you think? Or, uh, or is the drone just a nice addition for some people? Or like, is, is the game completely changed now?
2: Was, you know, that, gr- was that geared to
1: Phil? Was that geared towards <laughs> Phil? <laughs> that was a great question, actually. Uh, um, and honestly, in my opinion, I think you cannot have storm chasing without your normal dash cam video. I mean, right out the windshield, because like, it, it, when the way I look at it with a drone, it's a great tool. Okay, I use it sometimes in Dixie just to see where the storm looks like, so I don't have to like stand, get on a ladder and look over the trees, you know. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day i mean i don't think you really feel into it like when you're doing real storm chasing like you're really trying to get close in there and it it doesn't getting it on the dash cam right in front of the vehicle will always in my opinion just take the cake over maybe just launching a drone and seeing what it can catch because you know that's that's just for me that's part of storm chasing be able to feel part of the storm and just feel the intensity and the power of it so i think dash cam video will be here forever and the drone will just be a little tool to add to it Make it pretty. So, so Jordan, I,
2: I, I'm not super familiar with drones. How how expensive is a racing drone?
1: Um, it depends. I got I actually got the DJI version just because it has the you know the built in 4K camera and it also has yeah. like the satellite tracking, so it has all the extra stuff to where if I do lose it, I can find it. Um, that one is right around a grand, which is actually my cheapest drone I have. Um, yeah. My other one. The the reason I don't like flying the racing drone as much as my other ones is because it's not gimbaled on a horizontal axis. So if I turn this way, the whole camera angle is going to turn you like this versus with my normal, like my Air 2S, it's gimbalized. So the drone can turn like this, but your camera is going to stay stable and always level with the horizon. So is it like two grand? (laughs) (laughs) It can be up there. Yeah. With the smart controller, right around $2,400 and then if you get into some of those bigger drones, like let's say Brandon Clement or um, uh, M-Finger using, M finger
5: finger. Yeah.
1: Yeah. He, they, they, they're using the uh, Mavic threes and I think the Mavic three pros, and those can run you about four or five grand as well. They're a little bigger.
5: Oh my gosh!
1: Yeah. I feel
4: like soon we're going to have drone convergence, right? Like chaser <laughs> convergence, and then like
1: drone. Like,
5: I thought
1: I thought the same thing, but I, I, I a lot of people too don't want to go get the part one hundred seven. That is a, that is one of the obstacles for people is getting that part one hundred seven. Sometimes, yeah. Okay, then, so yeah. listen,
5: I, I, maybe did I miss uh, did I miss something in the law? Did the laws somehow change somewhere along the line that you're now allowed to? Put the drone up whenever and wherever because it seems that I, I remember there being a time where you couldn't do that at all the the faa was was cracking down on people but it seems like nobody has any problems getting great drone footage lately
1: uh i think with the drones um from what i've done and looked at with my part 107 testing and whatnot as long as you're looking at your apps the before You fly apps and see it, making sure you got clearance to fly there as long as there's not a, a no-fly zone or um, a TFR in place, you're usually fine all the way up to 400 feet. If you're not, it'll warn you. Um, obviously, you got to take it with a great... On top of that, you also have to look at what you're sur- what's in your surroundings, if it's what your risks are. But it really comes down to the pilot and command at the end of the day. So I think early on in the day, the FAA was very keen on like, nope, I don't want you flying here, here, and here. But now with the technology that these drones have, uh, they can track how you fly it, and they're more lenient with it. Um, I know if I was to do something, the FAA could go look at my smart controller and see exactly where, how high I was, where I was at, how fast I was going. So I think with more of those and technology, they're more lenient because they know if something does happen, they can they can hit it, nip it right in the butt right away. So,
5: cool. That's
4: so interesting. So we, Jordan, um, now like talking about you know the meteorology and storm chasing what are like your top three tools that you use to chase with like, is it like apps, you know, what are your things that you take and use?
1: Um, other than my, other than my car, cause obviously the car is like the most important thing. I, I definitely have to have, um, uh, my, I always, the sim- most simplest things I have is my computer for editing video, my mm-hmm. camera and my gripper mount, and obviously my phone, but, um, besides apps i'll just kind of go like the technology and equipment side definitely having a camera and i have a gripper mount so i can stick on the windshield and stay sturdy and then it's really all you need is a camera and a good mount and you can in a phone you can pretty much accomplish anything with storm chasing uh anything extra is just for fun i think and you know you can anybody can start out pretty simple and cheap i think
0: you know, talk, talking about drones, all I have to say is the FAA—they never cared about my little model rocket I shot up with in Boy Scouts. Like, there was never a no-fly zone for that stuff, and it, and it would launch a parachute and you know drop mm-hmm. drop from the sky. And oh, anyway, it hey, it's close, yeah. uh, it's time for a short break. Uh, we got time for another storm chaser safety tip, and we'll be right back with more from Jordan.
6: Time for this edition of Stormfront Fruits Podcast, Storm Chaser Safety Tip.
0: Join retired fire battalion chief Randy Denzer, EMA director Eddie Aldrin, and police officer Eric Fox as we discuss some of the most common storm chaser safety pitfalls to avoid. Okay, so we're talking storm chaser safety tips. I'm with Randy Denzer. He's a retired fire battalion chief with over 30 years in fire service and a current storm spotter and public safety director for the spotter network. Randy, again, as a storm chaser, many times uh, we're going to come across damage, and some of that damage might be a downed power line. Uh, I guess if if someone were to come across that in their vehicle and or come across that out of their vehicle, let's let's talk a little bit about some advice for that.
7: Well, my biggest advice is the same thing we live by as uh, firefighters is treat every power line like it's live. And uh, I'm going to tell you, Phil, that uh, as recently as last month, uh, I was aware of somebody who stepped on a power line and got killed, a bystander got killed after uh, Hurricane Ian. And if I'm not, if I'm correct, I think it was more than one actually that uh, lost her lives to power lines. There's a a little system that happens for every down power line that I think that most people aren't aware of, but they need to be aware of, especially chasers. And that is, is that most of them have computer switching stations, right? So even if a power line is laying on the ground, which by the way, it doesn't have to be sparking to be hot. There's a, there's sometimes they'll spark if there's a small pathway for that electricity, but if it's laying across just plain dirt or a roadway, It can be absolutely energized, and it won't. You won't even hear a sound, and I know that for a fact because I've, you know, pointed many hot sticks, which are our little devices we have to tell us whether something's energized or not. And uh, I've been surprised many times, but I've always pretended like they're they're live. I've just been trained that way for my entire career, so it's been easy for me. The system that I'm going to tell you about is, and it depends on what part of the country you're at and what part of the grid you're in and stuff uh there's different time frames but the system usually is that they will the the power line once it goes down will usually short out and will uh trip a breaker right back at the main station for for lack of a better word for uh, the general public it'll trip a breaker after 15 minutes the computer system is going to try to re-energize that line it doesn't know a tornado just took the line down all right. All it knows is that for some reason, the line, you know, showed a fault. So in 15 minutes, that's uh, the average time frame, it's going to it's going to try to re-energize it again. So in other words, a dead power line that's laying across the ground might be completely dead and and you could walk by it right now and everything's good. Well, all of a sudden, if you happen to be standing within that gradient and you don't have to even be touching the power line, depending on the voltage. Of the power line you can be four or five feet away from it and when it re-energizes it it still can kill you not only does it do it once it doesn't just do that re-energizing once it does it three times the the computer will say all right it's been 15 minutes we're going to try to re-energize the line and see if the branch or whatever that touched it you know is is no longer an issue well if it trips it again it'll it'll wait for another 15 minutes so in other words 45 minutes after the power line's down that power line can still re-energize because of a computer that's telling it to re-energize. So there's no such thing as a safe down power line, not unless it's been days or unless the uh, police, fire, and EMS that that are there, you know, understand that the whole grid's been shut down. That's that's As an incident commander on these big incidents, one of the first things I do is have the whole grid shut down just to protect my firefighters because I understand that that system's going to try to retrip.
0: Let's, let's quick talk about in a vehicle, if you're driving in your vehicle and you come across either a downed power line or one that's maybe hanging across the road, um, are you more safe inside your vehicle?
7: That all depends. If your vehicle's on fire, no. So <laughs> the reason I say that is because I've, uh, I've come across uh, vehicles that were on fire with a power line across it, you know, that was energized, right? And so I'll, I'll tell you how we handled that one here in a second. If you're in your vehicle and you cruise up and somehow you get a hot power line across your car, the best thing to do is to stay inside your car. Don't touch anything metal, which is pretty easy to do these days in all these plastic cars we drive. But don't touch anything metal and just call 911, tell them what's going on. They'll send emergency workers there. They'll bring a hot stick to see whether it's energized or not. And then they will give you instructions on how to get out of the vehicle, which is pretty interesting because you don't just step out of the car. In the event where a car is on fire, if you ever got in a situation where the uh, power line touches your car and you have a tire that catches on fire or something, you need to get out of that vehicle. The way you get out of that vehicle is you, first of all, make sure that you have a really good situational awareness, find out where the power line's at so that you're not jumping to it. Make sure there's not other ones down, but uh, you wanna make sure that you don't create a circuit between yourself and the vehicle, which is touching the power line, So you want to jump as far as you can away and, for God's sake, don't want to make contact with both the ground and the vehicle at the same time. Let's all go to the lobby.
5: Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat
0: All right, so back here with Jordan Hall, and and Jordan, I I want to I kind of want to get your feedback on something. I'm going to pull Greg into this as well, but uh, Greg and I were were briefly chatting recently about storm chasing, and uh, though it's not something that that I've done full time, or or you know I've I've made some gas money out of it for myself, but that's about it. But of course, Greg Greg's been chasing professionally for a number of years. But uh, we were chatting about where it's going and kind of what it takes now if you really want to have a career uh, and, and have a living in storm chasing, what it takes to, to do that and, and, and how it's causing some people. And, and I'll be honest, here, here's the real story, right? You don't see a whole lot of people that are married with kids chasing full time uh, for a career. And 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 there there's some out there, but not many, right? And so, Greg, I'm, I just I'll pull you in because yeah, I, I mean, I'm sure you've but, got more to ask, but I want to get Jordan's thoughts on it.
5: Yeah, like I'm, I'm the to follow up on that, Jordan. Like with the the, the conversation we had, is <clears throat> I looked at that video that you guys, Max and and Aaron, and I believe you were involved in it, put together on the rolling fork uh, uh, thing. They you know, and it was like a 20 minute documentary. Uh, world class video, like world. If you guys haven't seen this, 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 uh, this video, you, you have to watch it. Um, and you guys put it out like within a few days after that event. And, uh, you know, if you've, if you've seen any of this stuff that, uh, Pico's Hank is putting out, and, and I mean, I, I, the list goes on and on. Brian M. Fingers, uh, uh, uh you know, drone videos, and there, there's all sorts of them out there. Um, it just seems that the the game is getting so good. Like the level of play is so good now that the days of, uh, and I know I, I, we talked about it earlier about the, the dash cam footage, but it just seems like those days are kind of numbered. Like the, the quality of stuff that you're putting out, Jordan, is just outstanding, like outstanding. And I just, I said to Phil, I go, I'm just playing in, in uh, somebody else's sandbox now. Uh, well, like, what do you, like, am I, am I off base here? Like, what's, what do you, what's your take on it? Ah, uh,
1: it's a, it's, it's a really huge, like question because we, there is, there is, we do get some good stuff and put it together and it's really cinematic and it's well put together. But I think the doors, if anybody really wants to commit and chase full time and make it a career, I think they can, I, but at the same time, I really 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 think it needs to be analyzed hard and broke down on what they have to do and what they have to give up in order to make that happen because it's not easy and a lot of people miss that I think because like um like like uh, Phil said earlier it's like you don't see a lot of people that ha- are married with kids that do it either because it takes a lot of time and it's you're not you're gone like I just I, we spent me and my girlfriend spent the night in a travel st- gas station this morning in the parking lot because i couldn't drive anymore Got, slept for two hours drove home i'm at home right now i'm we're leaving again in the morning to go back to texas and we'll do we, this we've been doing this since january like this isn't just now it's been going on all year round and so um a big part of it is, is understanding what you have to put into it Be- and Uh, I see right now is a really good time. You see it every year. You get a lot of chasers that are like, I'm going full-time. And this is usually that time on Twitter where we'll see a lot of people Uh like, I'm going full-time chasing, I'm sending it. And my advice, I'm always like, no, like make sure you have income guaranteed that you know you're going to get paid because that is one of the biggest things. It's easy for us to say it, but until you can prove that you can make money while doing it, you're, you're going to find yourself in a sl- one week slow period where there's no storms. You're not making money and then you're like, what am I doing? My car payments due tomorrow. My phone mm-hmm. payments due the day after and I haven't made any money. And so it's it's very it's a very complex question. It's a very complex thing. I could really go into it, but it's possible. And I think dash cam video is still going to be there. I think the drone stuff when it comes to damage uh, kind of does take the cake. Um, a lot of the drone stuff does, but if you can, I think it makes people have to be a little more creative now when they do do the dash cam and when they do do on the ground um, as lives or shooting from the ground because obviously the drone I can put that in any anywhere I want to versus on the ground you can't crawl over certain things. So in a sense, you do ha- you are right with the dash cam, but I do think there'll always be a market for close range ground video. You know, Jordan, and, and it is hard. It is hard if you if you have kids because
2: where do you put the car seats? I mean, there's just no room anymore. (laughs) Got to put glasses on Um, them
1: too.
4: (laughs) Yes, all the things. So, Jordan, I have to ask you because we're recording this on the 12 year anniversary of April twenty seventh, twenty eleven. You know, the super tornado outbreak. Were you out at all? You know, chasing at that time, or were you watching? Like, what was your feeling when you were watching it happen and unfold?
1: um so i was a little kid i can't remember how old i was but i was i think i was just in the middle school and i remember seeing it on the news i'm from montana so we don't really see a lot of tornadoes up there when i was younger and i do remember seeing it on the news and i was like at the time i'm like that's just crazy how can something like that just go through a town like a, a town like that and then you think even more about it and you're like you think about all the lives that are affected and the people who've lost everything and then um you start seeing, you'll start watching more media. I loved watching, Weather Channel has been my whole life growing up. That was always my number one thing. And I always, always watch them interview people about like their stories afterwards. And it was always so positive. And I think that's one thing for me too, is uh, looking back at the anniversary is seeing, you know, the people that they lost everything, but they're just happy that they still had loved ones and they still had each other. And at at the end of the day, I think that's the, that kind of humbles you and, It's a beautiful thing at the same time.
4: Yeah, I completely agree. So this season has been off to a very interesting start, like early start. Like you said, you've been nonstop chasing. Compare the beginning of this year and this season to like years in the past. And what are you thinking you know, just yourself, what's your, you know, forecast for the rest of this spring, early summer season? To
5: paraphrase Jen's question, she wants to know are, is there going to be any more tornadoes in May or does the long range GFS, uh, is that going to actually verify? That's her question.
1: To this remember. is true. This is true. All right. Here's the answer. Here's my, here's my answer. It's the start of the season before we went into full El Nino was very similar to kind of like a, an early on 2011 kind of feel. Me and Reed yeah. were talking about this. Mm-hmm. And then now the long-range models, everybody can look at the GFS and they're like, oh my God, it's over. Storm season's <laughs> over. I really think, and even some of the Euro models as well, uh, I think after the 6th of May, get ready to watch it rip. And I think we're going to have a really active high high plane season as well. Uh, um, that's just my...
5: Sorry, what was the date? After what of May? After
1: May 6th. It's May my birthday. 6th. Yes. Yep.
2: And and what so, about lottery? You got any numbers on that one? <laughs> just put 23 on there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> so hey,
4: different. I got to ask you. Oh, yeah, go ahead, man. Oh,
2: sorry. Oh, I was just yeah. going to say, you, you, you said you started your whole career, not even really your career, just the whole spark from the movie Twister. And that was like a long time ago. So yeah. so tell me where you are mentally with the new Twister they're filming and it's going to come out. I mean, how geeked are you for this?
1: I will be there. I I want to see it when it first comes out. I mean, that's that's my thing. I'm excited to see it. I'm but I'm at the same time I'm a little protective of the original cuz I'm like that's the it's the OG. That's my thing. So, they're going to really have to kill it. I mean, but I'm excited too cuz any any movie on weather is always something you're gonna get me. You're gonna get me hooked in there. I'm gonna go check it out.
0: So. You, you didn't. You didn't sign up to get paid a hundred bucks a week to be one of the uh, extra chasers uh, in the background. And I'm too busy. <laughs> <laughs> I like watch it. A hundred a week. I was like, I'll Are you kidding it. me? You're taking a chaser out of the field for a week and pay him like a hundred bucks. That's yeah. yeah. That's that's a joke. Hey, one, one, uh, one follow up question here, um, Jordan. I, I want to talk just briefly a little about about Severe Studios. Uh, we've had we've had Corey Hartman on uh, in the past. It's been a while, but uh, had him on. Obviously, Severe Studios being a broker, storm video broker, etc. Uh, what what's your role with Severe Studios? I, I know when I met you at the summit, you uh, you were, were kind of stepping in and and taking doing some things for Corey.
1: Yeah, we're revamping uh, Severe Studios. Severe Studios coming back harder than it was before. I think um, big changes. Um, Whole new invoicing system. Everything's awesome. We are uh, bringing on new chasers, and things are just growing. I'm excited. I've it's been super fun. I've been Corey's been teaching me a lot of the business side standpoint of the company versus like you know, just being a stringer. Now I'm taking on the business side and the brokering side a little bit, and then also uh, copyright. I'm helping protect people's content from aggregators as well and making sure um people aren't just you know kind of theoretically screwing themselves when they give stuff away and giving all of their own rights to other people and just making sure everybody is taken care of
0: so so sounds a little bit like a kind of like a reboot your uh, sphere studios is kind of rebooting What i guess what um i'm trying to have you get into Corey's mind a little bit but i guess what what's different and and why the change why is there a change what what was going on with severe studios that now says hey let's reboot or let's do something different and attack I
1: just I just think we kind of just had a, a lull where we didn't have Corey's been so busy doing radio station stuff in Green Bay up in Wisconsin and um, it's hard for him to you know put all of his all of his eggs in the basket for severe studios while he's doing that other job too and so it's hard to go out and recruit pe- new people and then uh, he's been running the streaming stuff as well and then um, comes the you know invoicing and making sure that you got the same people at these networks since the turnover rates so insane so kind of brought me i joined severe studios in 2020 and then i kind of got in really deep there and then he brought me in to take things over and help him and uh, we've been able to get all of our media contacts back and then you know just get invoicing rolling because i think in my opinion the most important thing being starting from the bottom as a chaser and obviously still a chaser but being able to help other people is making sure our chasers are getting paid so they can continue to be out in the field. I think that is the most important part is if you're going to sell content you get paid for your content so you can put it back into what you getting more content if you want to do. Do it. And I think that was something that a lot of the brokers had struggled with for a while and I understand it and I think that was why I'm super happy to come in and you know help with that and because you know, I just want to see more people out there chasing and making money and out there more and just getting more content and not being scared of a broker per, per se as well because I know there was a lot of bad rap on brokers over the last few years and I'm hoping to maybe kind of change that a little bit.
0: There we go. Hey, that's the sound. Jordan, that's uh, it's time for our lightning round. And uh, I, I'm going to tell you guys, those of you that were on the show, uh, last show, things changed in my schedule uh, that I didn't come on the show, but I was actually watching the show live. <laughs> and uh, so, of course, I, I heard your comments about the flashy and brilliant questions of the lightning round. Uh, but you, got, you guys are good. You did an awesome job. So, uh, so here, here's what we're doing uh, with you, Jordan, tonight. Uh, we're we're going to play a little game. Uh, sometimes I have to make up these names, but uh, we're going to call it Tor <laughs> Talk. Tor Talk, Tor Talk. All right. So, so here's it. what it is. This uh, I, I basically we are pulling the top slang terms in each state of Tornado Alley. So these are the top slang terms uh, of each state in Tornado Alley. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to tell you the states that we are calling Tornado Alley, right? That's it's kind of a moving target. But the uh, states are include Colorado, Iowa, Kansas, Minnesota, Nebraska, Oklahoma, South Dakota, and Texas. So that those are our Tornado Alley states. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you the name. I'm going to give you the slang term. I'll even describe to you what it means. And you just have to tell me which state in Tornado Alley, this is the top slang term for. Does that make sense? I got you. You got it. Okay. And, and, and here's how we play this game. We always let the freaks kind of chime in a little bit too if, if they but I just would always encourage you not to listen to them.
2: Yeah, pretty much.
0: That's, that's just that's my two cents. <laughs> I just think you'll have more success. But Alright, so here, here's the first uh, Jordan. The first slang term is kicker. Kicker, it's the phrase for the final and most persuasive reasoning in an argument, and it packs a huge-sized punch. Kicker. Kicker? Where have you heard that used most? I've heard
1: that. I'm probably wrong, but I have totally heard that in South Dakota. I'm going to go South Dakota.
0: South Dakota, all right. That's bold. Very good. Ah, But that would be wrong. Dang it. Freaks, any of you, any guesses? I'm going to go with... uh,
5: I'm going with Garrett, uh, our VIP. I'm going to go with Texas.
0: Yeah, it's Texas. Wow. Oh, I, I said off. big, big oh, size Josh. punch. I said big size punch. So I guess now in Texas me, they say, oh. "Oh, that was a that was a real bigger. kicker."
3: Everything's bigger. yep.
0: Hey, I will say this. So here, here's Jordan. Just for you, this was kind of funny. Here, my my first, when I was looking at a lightning round to do, my first thought was to go. Okay, I'm going to look at at every state in Tornado Alley and find what is the most popular. Uh, vehicle sold in each state. Um, and I found out pretty much every state in Tornado Alley, it's the same vehicle. Ford F-150.
1: <laughs> Subaru.
0: No, it's Ford F-150. <laughs> Ford <laughs> F-150. So, yeah, so that would have been a quick game. All right, here's the next one. Uh, slang term is jeet. Jeet. It's a much quicker way to determine if someone's already eaten a meal. Translation, did you eat? Yeet. Can we I mean,
4: some more info? I'm no, watching. Gary. Should,
0: hold on. What do you think? What what tornado alley state?
4: This is hard, Phil. This oh, is I, hard. I, I,
0: I it's I it's stupid. It really, it's kind of stupid to be honest. These are not flashy, brilliant <laughs> questions, but because uh, I, I would totally bomb this, I have no idea. But gonna go any, What's your guess, again. Garrett or Jared Jordan? What do you think?
1: I that's something I'd hear down south, and one of my states has gone already. So I'm going to have to go with Oklahoma.
5: Yeah. I think you're right.
1: Very good. You're correct.
5: (laughs) Go Jordan. Jordan.
0: Very good. All right. So here's the next one. Uh, Get loaded. It's the phrase when you visit your local bar and have far too many. So Angela knows this one, but uh, get loaded. Get loaded. What what top slang uh, term, what state is this used in?
5: This sounds like something out here in Iowa. I'm not even going to lie. <laughs> Bama, not correct. Yeah. MJ? MJ, I think he's close. I think it's
0: Minnesota. It's Minnesota, I was going to no, say. No. Yeah. no, no? no. It's no. Kansas. It's Kansas. Ah, what? <laughs> Other side. It's, they get loaded in Kansas, I guess. All right. Uh, next one is red beer. Red beer. It's a special concoction of beer brewed with tomato juice. And for extra pizzazz, these folks in this state sometimes add a splash of hot sauce. Very good.
5: Ooh. Sounds like a Bloody no. Mary kind
0: of thing. Uh, Maz, yeah. ma- Maz knows a state. I think it's very good. Ah, <laughs> oh, I don't even know.
1: I'm, now I'm just like gonna have to throw a state. Can I? And you can't replay a state, huh? It's not gonna. Be no, a
0: no, yeah, it can't be one already That's used.
1: That doesn't sound like a Colorado thing. So I'm gonna have to go to Nebraska.
0: Maz? Mm-hmm. He concurs. He concurs. Right, it right? is Nebraska. Good
5: job. It
0: is Nebraska. <gasps> Had it many times. M- Maz has spent good. some time guys, in Nebraska. All right.
2: You ever tried it? It's really good. It's really good. No. It's tomato juice in
0: my beer? No, thank
2: you. I'm oh, my that. gosh. You got to try it.
0: All right. Here we go. Uh, Jordan, next one is Pork Queen. Pork Queen. It's a coveted title yeah. bestowed upon the winner of a state beauty pageant. What state What state beauty pageant has the Pork Queen? <laughs> God,
3: I hope
1: that's not. Nice. <laughs> That one's Man. gotta be Iowa. That's gotta be, be Iowa. It gotta be it's gotta Iowa. Be Iowa. <laughs> That's correct. It is Our, Iowa. Yeah.
5: We just lost every Iowan <laughs> who is a uh, uh, subscriber filled I can't
0: remember what website I got these off of, but this is it's not us. <clears throat> All right, we got three more, Jordan. Uh Kitty Wampus. Kitty Wampus is far more complicated way to uh to describe something located in a diagonal direction. It can also mean when someone is very discombobulated. But what state <laughs> uses the term kitty wampus?
5: Is it like it, catty, it catty-wampus. Yeah. Catty-wampus. Yeah. Yeah. kitty corner, catty corner,
0: whatever? Caddy wampus. Caddy wampus. Caddy wampus. Sorry. Kitty wampus. Caddy wampus. Caddy Sorry. Hey, that might matter because in well, this state they call it caddy wampus. So, that's true. Mm, caddy wampus. What do you think? <sighs> Tell, Tell you what. Problem. I'll give you a hint. Here's the three states we got left. In alphabetical order, we have Colorado, Minnesota, and South Dakota.
1: No, we have a Minnesota thing.
0: No, we did not have Colorado. Minnesota?
1: Minnesota? Minnesota. (laughs) Dang it.
0: Incorrect. That is uh, South Dakota. I almost did that. Minnesota. It's Katie Yeah, That's probably Ah. why I was saying it. Yeah. All right, here we go. Here's the next one. You betcha (laughs) is uh, a much more fun way to say that you agree with someone's statement. You betcha. (laughs) What state? Minnesota. <laughs> oh yeah, sure you I'll bet you got it. it. All right, last money. one. Last one yeah. is gapper is uh, the name for a first-time skier, gapper. Colorado. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah,
2: sure you betcha. You betcha. All
0: right, great job. Well done. Outstanding. Woo. You did really good for something that that truly was pretty hard. That's, that's uh, hard. that that's yeah, tough. that was really good. So uh, do, do us a favor, uh, Jordan. Tell us how our listeners can follow you on social media and find your uh, video content, and your awesome drone stuff.
1: Yeah, thank, um, So Facebook and YouTube is going to just be Storm Chaser Jordan Hall, and uh, my Twitter will be Jordan Hall WX. Um, that is that is it. That's pretty simple. Try to keep it as simple as possible.
0: That's okay. uh, that's usually a good philosophy. Yeah. Uh, so hey, we're we're going to take a final break. Uh, But don't miss our hashtag Weather Fools and uh, our surprise Wasted Weather guest coming up next. Hi, I'm meteorologist Jennifer Narrowmore and Tornado Talk founder, and you're listening to the Stormfront Freaks podcast.
2: Let's take a drive under the moon let's take a drive under the somber sky let's take a drive under the moon
5: all right on who's that it's a who well what's up now well we got weather fools that's what's up it's uh episode 182 and these are the weather fools this is where uh we, we show videos of people doing dumb things uh with the weather, right? Isn't that what happens, Phil? This is <laughs> this is hashtag weather fools. So it's it works. So yeah. it works. All right. Oh MJ, God. let's go to let's go to MJ first. We never go to MJ first. MJ's always last. MJ's yeah. gonna go first
3: this time. Well well, thanks. I, I am gonna go first this time. I like that. Uh <laughs> this was shared by Frankie <laughs> Shepard to yeah. us, and you can tell right away it's a bit of a rushing. A river or flooding situation, and you just kind of have to watch it because you go, "What's up?" <laughs> Wait, <laughs> using his phone, trying to maybe call somebody. He's in a tree. See, Greg, that's the new
0: storm one. chaser that we can never be, right? Is you're right, you're right, zero right. metering the flood.
1: There you go. I have one complaint. Wait, he's filming, filming vertically. He's filming yeah, vertically. You gotta turn true. it. True. It vertical, yeah, right. vertical video.
2: Vertical <laughs> video land. two stuck. Two people are stuck,
5: right? It seemed like, well, it yeah, because ask. somebody was it's taking somebody a video had be,
0: of him, Kurt right? Filming him or in I the can't wait yeah. to see yeah. other guy's the video,
5: right. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> <So> <laughs> Two of them videoing each other. Thank you for that, MJ. Phil, let's go to you. So, uh, sounds like you've got uh, a, du- you know what? No, Phil. Yeah, okay, we'll go to Phil first.
0: Jeez. you <laughs> like you tease. You're a total tease. All right. Uh, we, we've got five of them to share with you guys tonight. So one comes from uh, Erlinger, Kentucky, and uh, this is on Twitter. And, and it's one of those, uh, you know, like doorbell cameras at a house. And you can tell as I play this, it's, it's really windy. And I, I don't know if, if this was a, um, a FedEx person. Because uh, there's a FedEx truck in the background, but look at the trees kind of blowing. Look at the yeah, one, yeah. look at the one palm tr- or the pine tree. There Whoa! it comes! Oh! oh Lord! Just misses him.
5: Oh, oh, Falls right
0: onto the steps wow. and just misses him.
5: I fell right into place. Like That's that crazy. is a
0: life-threatening. Yeah, because okay. he's totally he's, he's checking the packages. in the packages. Yeah, yeah, he's looking at his Man. his little his little phone or whatever it is. Boom, Jeez. tree comes down.
5: <laughs> oh, my. That is wild.
0: All right, next one. Uh, this uh, this was w- WSIL News out of uh, Kentucky. The tweet says, The man went around the road, closed barricades in the closed-off disaster area to film for his social media. He had a concealed handgun on him, then had an argument with someone before troopers arrested him. What? This was a storm chaser, folks no uh, that
1: it it was
0: oh. it was so jordan you know you know okay so jordan's <laughs> got some inside information here but uh so yeah so this moron i guess went mm. around the uh, road closed barricades so that they could get uh their disaster uh. footage obviously they didn't have a drone jordan oh right, right. right.
1: No. Wow. <laughs> we shouldn't All be right. showing these don't though. do that yeah no. don't do <laughs> do that
0: that's why we call them weather fools weather that's why i call them f- all right so in this next one this is really interesting so guys you know california that now this comes from i think earlier in the month uh you know california's got a lot of water uh so this comes from california and the tweet says i've never seen this type of flood control measure before here is how some farmers deal with a breach in the tulare lake bottom I assume they will pile some additional dirt on. So, you know, we were at break, we were talking about the Ford F-150. This is not a Ford F-150, but it's a pickup truck. Well, there it goes. (laughs) And they just uh, put the gas on, get out of the truck, and send the truck into the uh, opening in the road uh, where the floodwaters are going through. And there's a second one next to it.
1: There's that F-150. There it is. There it is. So (laughs) they just
0: sank two pickup trucks into the gap. Uh, to help stop the the what on earth?
5: No, that this insane. can't be real. Yeah. This okay. can't be real, Phil. Well, it, it looks, looks, pretty, real. Real it looks look pretty real. It looks pretty real. I hope their insurance. I hope insurance companies. You know, I, I the this. funny wow. thing
0: is, is, I remember seeing a follow up video of this because they did put additional dirt into this and it held up. It did. It did wow. the job. It Gosh. blocked the floodwaters waters uh, and barricaded the.
5: Wow. the Damn! Imagine though being so worried about the flooding that you're going to sacrifice the two trucks. Like that's crazy. Farmers. We've seen a thing
1: or two. I mean, yeah, that's true.
0: (laughs) That's true. All right. uh, (laughs) Next one. This uh, also uh, Twitter from Chad Baker. So this was in Arkansas, little rock, Arkansas. What's the date on this April 1st. Mm -hmm. And I, this is some business and I don't, I'm assuming it's, I don't know what kind of business it is, but they're watching the weather outside their glass door of their business. Uh, there's, there's two different ones going on here, but I, I'm going to play the one where it gets <laughs> really a, a little, who, whoop whoops, 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 hold on. There oh, we go. That's
5: good. Oh, I remember seeing this one, Phil. This is crazy. And so they're, they're filming the storm. Yeah. You can
0: start to see the debris in the wind. You can start oh, to see oh, it kind of coming in. And oh, this yeah. is right downtown somewhere.
5: Get, get away from the window. Right. Yeah, you're
0: standing right by a window.
5: Not smart at all. And it's that. coming. Like you can see that There's it's, your, your power flash. Oh, yes. I remember. And it's coming. Like, I don't think Still you need to be closer. a meteorologist or a Another storm power
0: fire. flash. And That's then, no. hold the here's door. the thing when you try to hold the door closed, it never works out for anybody. I can tell yeah. you that right oh. now.
5: Yeah, that Just did. ask Joe's oh, dad.
4: My. Exactly. Oh, Look, at, dad.
5: Oh,
0: Look at all the debris.
4: Oh. oh, my God. You
0: can see the power lines.
4: Holy crap. He did not That's watch
0: insane. Twister. This is weather. No, he did
5: watch Twister.
0: <laughs> Once and again, holding wow. the door closed did not work for this person. Those were long sleeves. I they Yeah, I don't know
5: how, they weren't, yeah, so
4: don't know how they weren't killed either.
0: It's like that one That's from crazy. last
3: week. Same thing, guy. Yeah.
0: Oof. Hmm. All wow. right, and then so and then I've got uh, I've got one more. I'm going to share with you, and this is a video. You guys are going to love this. I I call this. Uh, it's the Jackass sequel. You guys remember that uh, movies and the TV show on MTV, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jackass. So this uh, this is classic. If there's ever a uh, if there's ever a classic, but this is an individual that is in a shopping cart. Oh, <laughs> good lord, no, and no. So so no. they're in this shopping cart and they are basically uh, holding on to, and it's raining outside. They're on a highway. And they're holding on to the back of like a big gas semi truck or something like that, going down the highway. And some dude's in a car, filming this guy next to him. That's highway speed!
4: Oh my gosh!
0: That is ridiculous! It's
4: the stupidest thing I've ever seen. You know, I've seen
0: skateboarders like hold on to the back of a car, you know, while they're going like twenty miles an hour or thirty. This guy's in a sitting in a shopping cart. On holding on to the back of a truck on the highway in the rain. Like that that spray has got to just be driving him nuts, you would think.
5: Yes.
1: What, but is, did what you are see? the odds?
0: Yeah. Where, get, he's where rocking. Is that? It. He's like, like how, rocking, too. How does I have this, no idea. How does this
5: story end? There's only only one yeah, way know. it can end. <laughs>
1: I can't even go to Walmart and get a good shopping cart, and this guy's got one going 60.
5: I know. Wait. is that how like, how how like a like on like
1: one You see all the That's a gas truck.
2: Yeah.
4: <laughs> that's so scary, and even Garrett's like, I don't understand how the wheels aren't coming off. You know, yeah. if he's going like right. fifty miles an hour, and, and nice. if one goes,
5: he's dead.
1: Yeah. Oh and yeah, he's... that's a lot of faith in a golf and a shopping shopping cart.
0: cart. Yeah. And, and it, how long has he got to hold on?
5: And I just, I, sp- I, think I speak for all of us here on the panel tonight. How does he fit in the golf cart? Well, <laughs> in, a, in a, the shopping, in shopping cart. cart. Oh my god, <laughs> that too. <laughs>
0: Anyway, okay, wow, all right. So th- th- those are my five. Those are my well, five. Well, thanks, thanks, oh Phil. Uh,
5: Jen. Now, did, Jen, did you have a weather fool for us as well? I did. I love
4: going after Phil. Um, okay, so we can. Um, we're going to go to this is Instagram now. This I don't know oh, if this is really a weather fool. I just feel bad for the cow because uh, oh, some yeah. places got some huge hail. Huge hail. This week. Uh, Ooh, point
5: amazing. of point of privilege. Uh, I believe that is a. Bull. Oh,
4: it's a bull. Okay. It's a bull. <clears throat>
5: yeah.
3: Tenderized yeah. Bull. bull. Let's but just say it doesn't is, look happy.
4: He does not look happy. And you can just see how bad the hail was, just how you know hard it's oh, falling no. into the pool yeah. and the, the splash coming up. But it's just a reminder for those with animals outdoors to, I don't know, yeah. Yeah. make some kind of shelter for them. But the poor guy was getting hit really oh, hard. Yeah. And that hail oh, can fall really fast.
0: All I have to say is if that bull... Ends up sitting under an overpass to protect itself in the middle of the road. (laughs) It's going to be hamburger on my plate the next day.
5: This is true. This is true. Thank you, Jen.
4: Yes, yes. And now we. uh, Oh, oh, go ahead. Oh, we have one more, but that's okay.
5: Oh, sorry. sorry. I thought you. I only had one. My mistake. Go ahead.
4: Oh my god, I love you saying sorry. So I would. I will keep doing that. Um, (laughs) But okay, so this is a crazy video. So just oh boy just for the fact that um, I don't know if I should play the sound or not, but sh- look at the windows, all the windows and all yeah. that heavy rain. But I mean, you've got stuff flying around and you've got hail too. Oh yeah. There's all
3: kinds of stuff out there.
4: Yeah. 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 So, um, so yeah, she's not very smart being, I mean, she's, I guess a little bit farther away from the windows, but I mean, that's still very Than The last
3: ones. Yes. But still. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Bad idea, Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Room with yeah. windows, not uh, not preferable place to ride yeah. out a storm. No. I don't know if my know. drone would fly in that.
5: <laughs> you don't think
0: so? <laughs>
5: <laughs> All right. Well, I've got one as well, guys. And uh, this is how we'll end uh, the Weather Fools segment. Nice. So this is a video, uh, comes from France. Uh, this is a skier skiing on a glacier. Now oh. he ends up dumping into a hole and not just a little. Oh, oh, oh boy. I did oh, see boy. this. Oh,
4: this is terrifying. Oh, oh, my oh gosh. Gosh.
3: Lord! No thanks.
4: He's just going down down like what fifty feet or how how long? yeah oh.
5: yeah. And, and so not only is, 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 I think it's a bit of a, listen, you're going to go skiing on a glacier. Um, yes. And I mean, okay, that's a weather fool, but I'll tell you what really pissed me off about this weather fool <laughs> was the story doesn't say how they got him out of the hole. Right. Because oh, I dude. think that's, that would be pretty cool. But like the, listen guys, two more feet and no one's ever seen this dude ever again. No,
4: nope.
5: It's
0: insane. He yeah, was he's streaming He's still there. He's still there. It just it was a live stream. <laughs> that on video.
5: Maybe. <laughs> yes. Maybe. Anyway.
0: Oh man. So
5: that is our weather fool segment, episode one eighty two. Show notes. You'll be able to see all the videos there. Check them out. There's some really great ones. And uh yeah, congratulations to everybody but Maz for bringing great weather. Uh, weather- <laughs>
2: <laughs> Anytime. Again. Absolutely.
4: yeah all right we're jamming out a little bit it is wasted weather time so what is wasted weather time wasted weather is when we just search the web the dark web and we we find some you know weather clips that have maybe been thrown out or people have tried to hide because maybe they've had one too many one too many drinks i should say But you know what? You can't hide them from us. The Stormfront Freaks will always find you if you had one, two, three, four, 20 drinks before giving a weather forecast or doing an interview. We will find it, and we have a great one for you today. Phil.
0: Jen, I love your segment voice. It is so
6: rocking. So good.
0: It is so (laughs) rocking. Thank you. Um, So so I'm going to preface this, you know, give you guys a little story of this segment uh we we caught we caught some heat when uh we we played a segment with good old Reed Timmer uh in one of our wasted weather segments and and a bunch of reed fans uh jumped down my throat pretty fast on that one. My guess is we're probably going to get a little of that uh tonight as well because I was last night this was actually last night storms in Texas I actually uh I, I for for a little bit, I I moved over and started watching Ryan Hall, uh, Ryan Hall y'all, and mm-hmm. uh, do his his live shows uh, with with the storms in Texas. And the funny thing was, you know, and we've had Ryan on before as well. But the funny thing was, he didn't he didn't sound himself. Like he like maybe yeah. maybe before the show he might have tipped as Jen said one two it's three expensive. four twenty. Yeah, makes (laughs) 20 back (laughs) so i i kind of just i quick recorded a little snippet while he was talking about the storms down in waco and i'll play this you guys tell me what you think
6: waco is under the tornado warning hopefully goodness uh we've got uh sirens going off down (laughs) here And we've got the people of Waco aware of what's getting ready to happen. Once again, a a very real threat for a developing tornado here that's going to come through Waco. And... A a hailstorm of epic proportions uh, (laughs) about to come through Bellmead, um, uh, uh, Bosqueville, East Waco, and potentially Lacey Lakeview. Okay. (laughs) So now that puts us in a situation where we've got almost 200,000 people under a tornado warning here. Uh, So hopefully uh, we're sharing this and hopefully we're, we're getting the word out on this very significant situation that's unfolding in Texas.
0: <laughs> oh my! Oh. I'll, I'll tell you what it, you know. I, I guarantee you, the people in Texas were were still watching and listening to them and, and taking shelter. But I, I guarantee you, they also decide to grab their beers as well. Yeah, as well. Uh,
5: <laughs> <laughs> and, and Jordan, just to be clear, no relationship, right? Like you. No. This Ryan, full disclosure.
1: No? I'm yeah, my own man. hall, no my y'alls, neck. just a hall. It it is funny.
0: There's a lot of halls in in the storm chasing community now, but no we got a lot. Of, any. Yeah, we got a lot of we got a lot of Johnsons on the Stormfront Freaks as show. Well, yeah,
5: he so. do. <laughs> yeah, postcard, drop me a line. Yeah, you got mail, baby. Yeah. All right,
0: MJ, what do we got? All
3: right, we uh, well, uh, our fans came out in droves this time, so we're happy oh. about that. We thank everybody for listening, and we thank everybody for checking in. And the first one is Brooke Smith who checks in and says uh, such a good episode of Stormfront Freaks podcast with Trey Greenwood. So much knowledge on forecasting and storm analysis to pick up on. Go give it a listen. So,
4: I love that. Well. Thank, Thank you, you.
5: Trey was a great guest.
3: Absolutely. Great. Um, our friends at Windstorm Products checked in, uh, responding to, and we had a couple of them that we responded to a, a, a tweet Phil put out about um, having global impact where we are ranking in some of the, uh, earth science podcast uh, uh, charts and uh, windstorm products says we love stormfront freaks podcast we love we love windstorm products as well yes
4: we do love windstorm
3: and james reynolds checked in uh, Mm
0: -hmm. and said y'all rock nice one
5: did he say it with an english (laughs) accent though Uh,
0: no i said it a little intoxicated (laughs) (laughs) y'all (laughs) rock
3: Uh, Billy Bowling, also responding to the tweet about where we rank on the charts, says, and number one in our hearts. Oh, right on. Nice. I that. That, was that was good. Nice. Thank
4: you, you. are so nice. Yes.
3: And a couple of them, uh, some people picked up there. Uh, and Jordan talked about the uh, water bottle with the various safety uh, 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 items inside it. Tyler Kurtz says got my storm chaser safety emergency kit and this awesome sticker. That's definitely going on my car. Thanks. Stormfront freaks. Mm -hmm. Very nice. Got a couple of pictures there of it as well. And then finally Morgan uh, also uh, picked up one of those and says huge shout out to stormfront freaks with another y'all are awesome. And uh, in reality, you all guests or you all fans are awesome and we appreciate everything uh, <laughs> you, you bring to the uh, podcast and watching or watching and listening to uh, everything that we have going on. So very appreciative of our fans. Thanks for checking in tonight.
0: Awesome. Well, Hey, I think that just about does it for this episode of Stormfront freaks podcast. So thanks for checking in. Greg. Uh, what's your uh, cue? Uh, <laughs> uh, uh,
5: uh. I'm just I looking up it. the new team clothes right now. I <laughs> <laughs> all
0: right. We'll, we'll edit we'll big we'll, old edit big old edit, old edit no, there.
5: No, no, before we announce the next guest, uh, uh, if you follow the show and you love the show, don't forget to follow us on your podcast player. So you know, so you get notified. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Too much people You're, you're rolling, tea. buddy. You're
0: on the roll. <laughs>
5: Uh you'll get our latest episodes delivered right to your library the moment they get released. Just follow us, okay? Follow us on your podcast player.
2: And you can subscribe <laughs> to,
5: <laughs> to
2: our YouTube page and watch previous live versions of Stormfront Freaks Raw <laughs> which are completely unedited. So be careful. Hear all the great conversations during breaks, great questions from our Patreon VIPs, and who knows what else gets censored out of our audio podcast. Just search Stormfront Freaks on YouTube or find the link on our website.
4: <laughs> We'd also love to have you on our Patreon team. You can find a level of support that fits your budget as low as $1 a month. Visit stormfrontfreaks.com to find the Patreon link so you can join our raw broadcast because they're amazing and have access to exclusive merch or get on the waiting list to become one of our limited VIPs and be with us and our guests in studio on every show.
0: Yeah, the raw shows are so great because you can you can hear when Greg's uh, as Garrett said his peanut butter screwball catches up with him and he's look, <laughs> <laughs> looking for his uh, script.
2: Jen, you have the best voice. And don't forget to check out all the new Stormfront Freaks merch currently on sale for Chase season. We've got new hats. T-shirts as low as 16 buckaroonies, sweatshirts, tanks, and more with all of our Tornado logos on them. So you'll find it along with everything else at stormfrontfreaks.com.
0: That sounds great. Uh, Freaks, let's find out how people can find you and your content. Greg, I'll give you some time. You'll go last. Uh, Maz.
2: Yes. You can find me on Twitter. (laughs) 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 Well, let me answer that question before you ask it. Uh you can find me on uh, Twitter at uh at money storm for the letter U.
3: Awesome. MJ. All right, I'm at Mark storm pod. It's
0: M-A-R-C. Cool. Jen?
4: Uh Jennifer Weather on Instagram and TikTok and at J Watson underscore WX on Twitter.
0: Perfect. Greg, you ready?
5: Yeah. Go. Uh, <laughs> you can find me uh on social media at TornadoGreg. And if you want to learn how to use your camera, that's kind of my thing. Cameraeasy.ca.
0: And. And. And, well, I'm <laughs> and not done. Uh, you, you can find me. I'm usually tweeting uh, just at our Stormfront Freak uh, Twitter account.
5: Right, right. And and listen, I want to give special thanks to a great young chaser who uh, joined us tonight. Uh, great to hear your story, Jordan. Jordan Hall, let's give him some applause. Thank
1: you. Thank you. I appreciate that.
3: All right, on our next episode, first, we're going to probably rethink the way we do this closing. Uh, but then <laughs> we, we will also have the pleasure of hosting the Stormy's Photographer of the Year, Jim Tang, and photog- uh, Photograph of the Year winner, Paige Vincent. We'll uh, look to get some great photography tips for everyone. Patreon members will be able to watch live on Thursday, May 11th, the audio podcast, of course, will be available to everyone else on the following Sunday.
0: All right. So for uh, Jordan and Maz, MJ, Jen, Greg, we got Garrett and Angela in the green room. I'm going to go ahead and signal the all clear, and we will catch you next time. Good night, everybody. Thank you for
3: listening to the Stormfront Freaks podcast. Find our bi-weekly show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or your favorite podcast app, and watch our live and recorded shows on YouTube. For show notes, additional information about this episode, as well as past and upcoming shows, videos, photos, merchandise, and more, visit our website at stormfrontfreaks.com. While you are there, check out our live interactive storm chaser radar provided by our friends at zoomradar.com. If you would like to contact us with questions or make comments about the show, shoot us an email to questions at stormfrontfreaks.com or follow us on Twitter or Facebook. Search Stormfront Freaks. We'd love to hear from you. Join us next time and tell a friend about the Stormfront Freaks
5: podcast.